0: We're get to get into the word. I promise you the reason why this is small is cuz God ordained it. You say John, you're excited that we're small in number? Yes, I am. You give me 12 disciples bent on heaven. And acts comes alive. When they look at Paul and they say these are the men that have turned the world upside down i'll show you luke chapter 9. if you have your bibles or phone i encourage you if you have a pen and paper i encourage you if you have a tattoo gun take it out and tattoo it down on your arm i'm just saying we're at summit And you know at Summit, right, Nick, anything can happen. You've been here on this journey long enough. You know. (laughs) we got some stories at Summit, don't we? All right, Luke chapter 9. This is fun. I, I told y'all, I told y'all. Y'all y'all think I'm crazy, which is true. But I told y'all my, I've been praying through this. I think I really think I'm gonna get a tattoo of the salvation passages on my chest. So when I die, I'm gonna make Lynette change my clothes three times in the funeral home, and I'm gonna make her have the funeral directors read the salvation gospel on my chest. So even when I die, the word anyway. Come on. Come on, somebody. Woo! Jesus will be all right with it. Jesus is just all right with me. Y'all don't even know about the Doobie brothers. Some of you are like, Doobie? Okay, never mind. All right, here we go. Luke <laughs> chapter 9, verse 1. That was funny. You know it. That was good. When Jesus had called the 12, that's his disciples, even old wicked Judas, whoo! You know you always got one crazy in the family. No, Amen, no amens. Y'all just like, uh, I love my family. I, no, I don't. No, I'm kidding. All right. When Jesus had called the twelve together, went crazy in there, he gave them what? Uh, is that up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave them two things. What is it? Ooh, yeah, he did. Yes, he did. He gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and cure to cure diseases. Why? Because Luke knows that there are diseases tied to demons. I can prove it in the Garden of Eden how much sickness was there. Was there any? No. You people say, how did they live so long? It's called perfect DNA. When God creates Adam and He creates Eve, you ain't got viruses. You don't have bad bacteria. You don't have bad cells or cancer cells or mutations. You don't have it. But slowly, what did sin do? Every year that people lived because of sin, diseases increased and lifespan. Yeah, well, you get it now. To cure diseases, and he sent them out. Whew, that's why there's not many of you here, cause can't many people stand up that will go. crying minds want to know. Y'all are not feeling that. I didn't eat a donut today, and I still got all this, I'm ready to roll. And He sent them out to proclaim the Kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Why? Because sicknesses and demonic spirits were tied together. Not all sickness today is demonic. It is a result of the fall. It is a result of sin. I promise you, in heaven, you will not say, wow, I got cancer. I promise you in heaven, you will not say, wow, that's a pretty big zit on Peter. Ain't going to happen. There is in the presence of God, there is no sickness or disease, there'll be no more weeping, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Right? Am I just quoting Revelation 7 or here we go? He told them, take nothing for your journey, no staff. No bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. People don't bounce around when they feel the peace of God. If people do not welcome you, leave their town. And shake the dust off your feet. Now, that's a symbol. That's a symbol saying that God had proclaimed his word, the people have rejected. And when you shake the dust, mm, sweet Holy Spirit, thank you. Listen, bottom line is this when we die, we return to. Whew, you're starting to get it. You know, the old Catholics say, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Right? What? Was Satan in his cursing in Genesis 3 condemned to do? He was condemned to crawl on his belly in the dust, meaning our bodies would die and turn to dust, and he would eat death. When you shake the dust off your feet, you're saying, You've rejected God, you will perish mm, good, this is good. We just don't see it like they see it because they've memorized Torah. Now let's keep going. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Now skip over to Luke chapter 10, the reason why there's not many of you here today And many of us today, yes, it's a holiday, but God ordained us. I didn't plan this to be on this holiday. and I had no planning. This is all God's doing. I promise you in the name of Jesus, this was not planned three months ago. This was not planned five weeks ago. This is how God has ordained it because God wants to do a lot through a little, and that's the way it always is going to happen, and that's the way it's always going to be because if he does a lot with a little, then only he gets the... Mm Mm-hmm. You said it. Now, he sent out the 12. One was wicked, but even the wicked man had power because Jesus said it. God can use anybody, can't he? Which gives me much hope. Now, will you pray with me as we dive into Luke 10? Father, you have opened our eyes because of the gospel of Jesus. You took out our heart of stone and gave us a heart of flesh so that when the word of God is inserted, you will do much with it. it. The gospel of Jesus will grow, it will grow so much that it will start like a mustard seed and become a huge bush. It will start as small as yeast, but it will work through all the dough, as Luke 13 tells us in the parable of the Kingdom of God. Father, I pray today that I don't come with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of Your Spirit and of power so that everyone in this room, that their faith would not rest on human wisdom, but on the spirit and a power. Please, Lord, show yourself strong today, not that we look for a sign, Lord, that we just want to know what you have said for us to do. So, Lord, you know our hearts. You've created us. You have changed us. You have saved us for those in this room that have given their life to Jesus. And I pray today, right now, that God you would do something miraculous in us so that we would then and go and stand boldly in front of you in between darkness and light and proclaim the gospel of Jesus as we deny ourselves from what we want to do and we take up the cross to the place and the brokenness of this world and to the place where there's peace and we stand in the gap and we lay down on our cross and we stand on that cross and we give you the glory, and the rock that is higher than I will deliver us from every evil attack. You are victorious. Show yourself today, Jesus. We praise you and love you. We ask for forgiveness because you've done it. In Jesus' name, all the saints said, what? Come on, somebody, let's go. Luke 10. This is where it gets good. After this, the Lord appointed, I like this, 72 others. Now your version might say 70. Don't, don't get all cray-cray. The difference is it's because as the newer manuscripts were written, not the latest ones, they just dropped the word duo in Greek. It was, it was just making it easier because he's going to say two by two. So don't get all crazy. That's the reason why. And it sent others and sent them two by two, duo by duo in Greek, ahead of him to every town and place where He was about to go. So now, let me give you what's happened. Jesus has finished in Luke chapter 9, He has finished His ministry in Galilee. That's up there in the Sea of Galilee, right? Where He walked on water, where He calmed the storm. This Jesus was raised in Nazareth right over here. It's called the Orthodox Triangle. It's where everybody's looking for the Messiah. Bunch of country folk. That's where they were up there. Pinto beans, come on. Golden Corral people, y'all, y'all, y'all go downtown, I went to Kaminsky's, great, I went to Golden Corral. I went to California Dreamin', I went to Golden Corral. All right, so that, that's my people, my type of people, right, just down home. They might not have all their teeth, but they got Jesus. So this is all of a sudden, Luke 9, at the end of it, he gets around 950, 51, he's ended his ministry. And he's resolutely, he is setting out. I remember when we're teaching, i, I taught the, 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 the book of Luke here, the Gospel of Luke here, in and, and Christian study classes. And, and, and so I get to this passage when I would teach it, and it just gave me such warmth because he said he resolutely set his face towards Jerusalem, which means it was like Flint, that if you were to strike Jesus, you'd get a spark. He's going to Jerusalem to die. The, the whole book changes. It's a game changer. And after he, dis, after he says, now we're going to Jerusalem, you got a guy comes up to him. He says, "Hey, I follow you, Jesus." He's like, ha, ha, ha. "Well, he didn't really say that." He said, "Foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to what?" Yeah, and then it is. Then he says to another guy, Jesus says to him, he "says Hey, come follow me." And the guy says, "Nah, let me bury my father first." And Jesus is like, "Let the dead bury the dead." Like he's going to die. So in the Sea of Galilee, in that Galilean area, right where the disciples were called, we fed the five thousand. I mean, just ba, just super cool things happening, right? Miracles, people flood into the lake to hear him speak. Thousands of them, man. He's just, he's just rocking in ministry. He one time he crossed the other side and saw the crazy demoniac. Woo! All of a sudden, he's now going to Jerusalem to die. It's the turning point in the whole chapter. And so we get to chapter 24, which resurrection chapter, you'll see this whole thing. He's going to Jerusalem all the way to chapter 19, and then we move into the passion narrative. What's going to happen? He's starting to go to, and when he goes, he says, 72 of you, come here. I want you to go ahead of me, and I want you to tell people about the kingdom of God. He sends out 72 people ahead of him through the Samaritan villages through the places where people are going to reject him. And even in this, even in the chapter, in Luke chapter 10, who does he praise? Even the, even the Samaritans that are going to reject him as he sends out the two-by-two two people saying, man, to repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. God is coming. God is coming. Here it is. They're laying hands on the sick. People are getting healed. He's proclaiming, they're proclaiming the gospel that the seed of Abraham, Genesis chapter 3, Genesis chapter 15, Genesis chapter 17, The Messiah is here. And they're going to reject him. Some of them are going to really reject him. But yet, Jesus loves them so much that even in the Gospel, Luke chapter 10, who does he praise? Does he praise the Levite? No. Does he praise in the parable? Does he praise the priest? No. He says it was the Samaritan, the good Samaritan. Some of you might remember that passage. Who took care of the person. He praises. He says even the Samaritan is better than the priest and the Levite. Woo. This is good. Verse 1. After this, Jesus is now going to Jerusalem. He's going through the Samaritan villages. Here he goes. Here he goes. He's going on the outskirts, going down. He has people go before him. Here comes the Messiah. He pointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Let me give you a little insight, sisters and brothers. The reason why there's so few of us here, because so few people will go. Y'all didn't hear me, did you? There ain't many people going to say, I'll be called. Because why? Because we go ahead of Christ. And when you go ahead of Christ in your job and you proclaim it, when you go ahead of Christ in your family and you proclaim Him, when you go ahead to, the, to whatever program or whatever place He's called you to be and you stay there and you give the gospel and people are rejecting you or the people are accepting Him, regardless of what happens, you're going ahead of Him because Jesus is coming. Verse 2, he told them, now I'm going to bust a little bit, I'm going to vary away from the New International here, I'm going to bust a little New American Standard, so when, you, when I quote it, it'll be just a hair different than this. He says, the field is white with harvest, or oh, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are what? I didn't hear you, the workers are what? That's why there's few of you in this room, God had already ordained that there would be a few, so he could do much. Home run. Y'all not believing it. Who, me? Yeah, you. You know, God sent you here today. He could have let you die. Your heart could have stopped. He could have taken the very breath from you, called the spirit, ruach in Hebrew. Spirit, wind, breath. When the Holy Spirit leaves you, your breath is gone. That's why there's a death rattle, right, for the nurses? Uh huh. Because there's only few of you, many are called, right, Nick, you theologian, but few are what? Mm Mm-hmm. Chosen. Y'all are chosen. The field is white with harvest, but the workers are few. Therefore beseech. I'm quoting New American Standard, but you see a little difference here. Therefore beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into what, saints? God is calling you to His harvest. I love that God promises there's a harvest harvest, and it's not based on the size of the workers. God doesn't need a lot of numbers in a church to do his work. The power does not come by human numbers. The power comes by the name of God. It don't take 500 people to walk by a person's deathbed and pray for them and all of a sudden they're healed. All Jesus has got to do is show up. Verse 3, go, exclamation point in the Greek. There was really not exclamation in Greek, but it's the emphatic of it. So we had to translate it like that in English. I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. Notice the sense of urgency. Try to get to it. I got to be quiet to get there. When you enter a house, first say, what, saints? Yeah. Woo-hoo! I just want to dive in right here. If you're dating somebody and you ain't got no peace, let me give him the word of the Lord. Leave. Peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, in other words, if it's, you feel it. You feel it. You know. You know. That's why you're here. You're like, John's crazy. Don't really understand why I'm on a college campus, blah, 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 and uh, churches have much more stuff and many more programs, but peace! If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them, if not, it will return to you. Stay there eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. He is not calling us to church hop. He's not calling us to ministry hop. He calls us to a place until the peace that's in that place comes off of where it is and comes back into us, and that is God telling us then to go. Verse 8, when you enter, uh, actually let me skip down to, uh, well I'll keep reading. Verse 8, when you enter a town and are welcome, eat what is offered to you, heal the sick, who are there and tell them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Notice Luke is talking to Gentiles because he says kingdom of God, whereas Matthew says kingdom of heaven because Matthew's talking to to Jewish people and they don't want to say the name of God because they might mispronounce it. But when you enter a town and are not welcome, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. In other words, there's no... There's no death on me. There's death on. Is this making sense? I mean, are we, are we tracking together? We, you know, we're at some, you can talk back, okay? Right? I know there's a few people, and if you talk back, you're like, oh, people look at me, don't worry. Don't worry. Most people are just thinking about themselves anyway, so it's all good. All right, here we go. Trying to be funny. Trying to be funny. Work with me. But when you enter a town and you're not welcome, go into the streets and say, even the dust of our own, of your town, we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come to hear. Woo! People are cannibal. All right, here we go. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for whose saints? Yeah, that's Sodom and Gomorrah. That's Genesis where God rained down burning sulfur and the only one that was saved was Lot and his two daughters and even Lot's wife turned around and looked back and became a pillar of salt. Most likely we all know it's a meteor. That's why at the edge of the Dead Sea, that's why at the bottom, at the southeast corner of the Dead Sea, that's where Sodom and Gomorrah is and it's the lowest point on the face of the earth. Then Let's skip to verse 16. So he's gonna, he's gonna say a couple of woes to a couple of towns, villages, then in verse 16, if you would skip there with me. Whoever listens to, I love this. Whoever listens to you listens to who? Because you're going in the power and authority of God. Whoever rejects you rejects me, but whoever rejects me rejects who sent me." Now watch the shift. Jesus is going to Jerusalem. He's going on the edge of the Samaritan villages down near the Jordan riverside. side, that outside going. The 72 come back. We had the 12 in Luke 9 that He sent into the Galilean region. Now He sends the 72, it's Going south down towards Jerusalem to go ahead of him, that he's coming. The Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. Notice it's a build up to the cross. And look what the 72 say. Woo! The 72 returned with joy and said, And what were they excited about? Look what it says here. Lord, Even the demons submit to us in your name." It wasn't like, Lord, you sent us and it was wonderful. What were they amazed? That even the demonic powers that were raging against Jesus because the cross is coming. I mean it is a spiritual high point. The next spiritual high point that we're going to see is right before Jesus returns, Revelation language, right? and they come back in their maze, that even the demons are subject to us. In Your name, in Jesus, I have a vision of Jesus. I do not know if it happened this way, but have you ever — okay, let me break down. Have you ever like listened to a song and it took you back? Do y'all know what I'm talking about? For, for me, I've been out of high school a couple years, but if I — don't judge me. I will Christian cuss you. I'm just kidding. Um, my point is, is that when I hear a song, that ever taken you back and you'll be like, oh, you kind of turned it up, or if you're on your phone, you slide up the volume, you be like, oh yeah, I was kind of hot, wasn't I? Yeah. Yeah, you be going on social media, you know, on Instagram, we little Insta stories looking around and you look at that person that you loved in high school and they look kind of you know what I'm saying? And you like, oh, look at me compared to them. Go ahead, Lord, you save me from that. Praise Jesus. Right? You know, you're going back, you're like, oh yeah, that was my jam in high school. Woo! I was feeling it! Look how good. Ah! Woo! I mean, it just takes you back, you're like, oh yeah. I remember, oh, he tried to look at me, and I was like, mm, trashy, and you just kept on walking. You know you did. I have a vision that Jesus was taken back like this. Watch what it says. Let's read it again in verse 17. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Flashback! Flashlight! That's old 70s. All right, here we go. Verse 18. He replied. I just had this vision. Jesus just looks like through the 72. He looks over them, like past them, and he goes into the stair. And then he flashes back to when Satan was kicked out of heaven. Look what he says. I saw Satan Fall like lightning from heaven. Flashback. Jesus goes all the way back to when Satan, the highest creature, not the Son of God, he is no match for the Creator. Jesus was the wisdom of God, and through the wisdom, through the Son, through Jesus, God spoke. Satan is a creature, this ordained, high, beautiful, bright creature that we read about in Isaiah chapter 14 and Ezekiel 27, we read about that, and all of a sudden Jesus sees this angelic, highest figure, Lucifer, but He doesn't call him Lucifer, does He? Did anybody get that? Who did He call him? Talk to me. Satan. Satan. Adversary. Enemy. Whoo! Strong language here. Look what he says. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Boom! There's like I see this huge flash of this bright creature being kicked out of heaven because of the pride that Ezekiel 27 talks about. That he was this beautiful, oh gosh. I'm so sorry. Katie, I know Katie's looking at me up there. She's so sweet, Katie. Remember, it was a year ago today. I officiated your wedding, so I asked for forgiveness, right? Hallelujah. Can we just look at Ezekiel for a second? Can we look at Ezekiel 27, if you don't mind? I'm so sorry to turn to the prophet. I just want you to see something here. Actually, I'd, I'd like to, instead of Ezekiel, I'd like to turn to uh, 28, Ezekiel 28. I, I, I give you the wrong text. Ezekiel chapter 28. Are y'all there by the way? Tell on your phone, are you there? Say amen? Okay, watch this. Here's Satan, here's Satan, here's Satan, here's Satan, here's Satan, here's Satan. Remember, it's Lucifer. Beautiful, beautiful. He was like he was like a cherub. He was hu- you know, obviously huge and beautiful and bright and but arrogant. Look at verse 11. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, take up the lament concerning the king of Tyre It's this euphemism for Satan, and say to him, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty, Remember, he's the highest of his creation in heaven. Look what he says in verse 13, you were in Eden. The Garden of Eden people, Genesis 3, the serpent, y'all with me? every precious stone adorned you. That means everything in the, oh gosh, if we just had time. cornelian, chrysolite, and emerald, and topaz, and onyx, and jasper, lapis lazuli, uh, turquoise, and beryl. Your settings and mountains were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. You were anointed as the guardian cherub. For so I ordained you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were were created, created. Satan is created. He is not the creator. He is no match for Jesus. They're not in a boxing ring, sorry Carmen, for those people that know old music. They're not in a boxing ring, boxing it out, and Jesus throws his hand out, yes, he laid his hands down, but Jesus will destroy. Satan. You were anointed as a garden cherub for so I ordained you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked among the fire stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Through your widespread trade you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God. I expelled you guardian cherub, from among the fiery stones. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty. And you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth. I made a spectacle of you before kings. Turn back to Luke 10. Is this good stuff, by the way? Yes or no? Uh Uh-huh. Luke 10, turn back. Luke 10, go back, verse 18, here it is, Jesus, flashback, disco light, sorry, old song. He replied, I saw Satan fall like heaven from lightning. But look what He says, He says, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. That's a reference to the demons of Satan. The angels that fell with Him, Revelation says, the third of all heaven. I want you to know, He says He calls them snakes and scorpions, which means demons try to always bring harm, but Jesus stomps and crushes the head of the snake, Genesis 315. This is so good. He says, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Listen, you and I, you and I will never be harmed until God says come home. Now, I'm not saying we won't have suffering. Oh, I'm not. Don't hear me say that. You will suffer. I will suffer. But not without hope and not without victory. We only suffer because we go to the place where there's massive suffering called your job, called your family, called friends, called people that don't know Jesus, and we are mocked and ridiculed. We were talking about that. You were telling me about that Hayden backstage, about it your situation at work, and you're, and you're in those situations, and you put down the cross, and you say, I'm not going to be moved. woo However, do not rejoice that the Spirit submit to you. But rejoice that your names are written where? Man, isn't that the joy that one day we'll be in the fullness of God? We got the Holy Spirit now. We have part of the Trinity within us. We have Jesus who will never leave us or forsake us. But one day when the dimensions are pulled back and the heavens are like the old hymn says roll back as a scroll... It will be well with our soul. At that time Jesus full of joy through the Holy Spirit said, and how is it joy? We know in Ephesians chapter 5, right? We know the fruit of the Spirit. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from wise and learned learned, and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you, you were pleased to do. And today, my sisters and brothers, there's few of us in this room because there's so few that will go. And he said, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he'll raise up workers for his harvest. Will you say yes? and be the worker that God has called. Will you be the evangelist? Will you be the person that is going to spread the aroma of Christ? You will be mocked and ridiculed and hated, and the people that, do, that love you, the people that know you the best, I remember preaching this sermon, people that know you the best can hurt you the most, Luke chapter 4, right his own family turned against him. Remember that? When he went back after his temptation and preached there there in his hometown and people were like, man, isn't this like Joseph's son and Mary's son? And, and well, oh, by the way, now you're saying that you're the Messiah on this Messianic passage in Isaiah 61, or we're going to take you off the cliff and kill you. And Jesus is so powerful, He walked right through them. Sometimes you've got to walk through people. He said, at that time, full of Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to, little, to the little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. Verse 22, all things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the, excuse me, no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and no one knows who the Father is except the Son. That's the only way we can know God, and you've got to come through Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except the what? Talk to me. Yeah, come on, here we go. And Look at this. And no one knows, and no one knows who the Father is except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to what? So God today, in the name, listen, I'm coming to you in the prophetic prophecy in the name of Jesus Christ. God is revealing to you today that He is Jesus Christ and He is our Lord and Savior and He is calling you today to stand up and say, I will go into the harvest. God has chosen you. He is calling you. He is anointing us. He has filled us with His Holy Spirit. And all He expects us to do is just walk with Him in the midst of the darkness that He's called you into, and you put down your roots in Jesus, and you don't let the beauty of the world through Satan draw you away from your passionate, white-hot love for Jesus. Because you can't serve two masters. You'll be divided. God chose you. I am responsible for this. God is going to hold me into a stricter judgment, James 3, 1. And I want you to know that that scares the living fire out of me. But I want you to know that if I do not tell you this, I am in sin. And I, am not, I would rather you not like me than God judge me. You are chosen. You can choose to be disobedient. And I won't say, and I'm, listen, I say this with fear and trembling. God leaves us here on earth, not because we're healthy and strong, but because you have a purpose. And if He wanted to take us home, He could take us home tomorrow. And that's why you're here. You have a purpose. Don't miss it. Are you saying I'm going to die early? No, I'm going to say that's up to Jesus. How can you back that up? Thank you for asking, Hebrews 9, 27, once appointed to be born, die, then face the judgment. You have a death date like I do, and you have a birth date like I do, but only in God's timing and in God's will. Listen, there is no doctor's statistical data that will tell you when you will die. Oh, they can try to give you percentages, but I want you to know something. You will not die till God takes you. They are not God. He is. And that's with no disrespect. That's just with straight truth. Verse 23, then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Look what he tells, look what he tells the 72. He said, for I tell you, here it is, Nick Ballinger, here's your theologian, here's your part of your dissertation, buddy. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see. Man, they longed for the day. Abraham saw it. They longed for it. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it." Did you know back, right before he left to go on this ministry at the end of Luke 9, the transfiguration happened up in the in Galilean region, the transfiguration, and it was revealed to Peter, to James, and John, and all of a sudden there's Jesus and there's Moses, Moses and Elijah like right there, and all of a sudden they hear the voice of God. Men, there were prophets, all the prophets in the Old Testament, they're not the heroes. King David is not the hero. is not the hero. The prophet Elijah is not the hero. The prophet Elisha is not the hero. Moses is not the hero. He is just like us. In fact, James chapter 5 says that Elijah was a man just like us. And then he prays just like us. And the Bible says, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Sorry to go King Jimmy on you. But the reason why we're righteous is because 2 Corinthians 5, 21, that I say every week, don't I? I say it every week so that you'll memorize it. He who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. We're righteous because of Jesus. You're right. You sin. You're right, John. I sin in my heart. I think bad things, say bad things, do bad things, but at the end of the day, it's not my work that saves me, it is His. By grace you have been saved through faith. It's the gift of God, not of works, so that we can't boast, right? Remember that in Ephesians 2? So here's the point. You ready? Here we go. We go, Woo! Man, it's already 1204. <laughs> Do you know how much, okay, this is a school's iPad, so don't be acting like I'm all moneyed, okay? This, this belongs to CSU, not me. <laughs> okay? All right, thank you. That's where I am. Okay, this is not rolling with me. This is kind of where I need to go. Here it is. Here's our confession today in our confession series. Jesus has all, all power and authority, both now and forevermore. Luke chapter 9, what did he do? Let's go back there. We're going to end this here soon. He says, Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Luke chapter 9, verse 1. When Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them what, saints? Power. Power in what? He has, and right, so exactly, you're exactly right. Think about he has all power and authority. Why does he have this? How does he have this? Well, he's Jesus. Go to Luke chapter 4. We're going to nail this fast. but we got a book. Here we go. Luke chapter 4. Jesus is now going into his ministry. He's just now been baptized. Where does Luke, where does God send him immediately after he's baptized? He's about 30, 30 years old, the beginning of his ministry, and right after his baptism, he goes into the wilderness. Look, chapter 4, verse 1. Jesus, full of the what? Full of the Holy Spirit. He's full. He has all the he baptized. Spirit comes down like a dove. Boom. The anointing of ministry. You and I have a ministry because we have been chosen. And the place you stay, you say, Well, John, I don't know where to go. You go where peace. Peace, we're the place of peace as you go there. Listen, I I hate at times, forgive me God, sorry, strong word, true, have to be true. I hate that my only talent is my mouth. I got a fleshly talent, I can eat. My dream job, man versus food. If God would give me that, he makes millions eating. I want that. I, can, why can't I be an athlete? Well, that didn't work out. Uh, why can't I be some successful coach? Maker? Well, that didn't work out. Uh, I, you know, I could have forced it and it would have been a bad, we'd have been in divorce Lynette and I had just been awful. And, and I could have made it, I could have made it, I mean, God's going to let you do your wicked part, right? Right, Nick? Isn't He? Yeah, because of limited free will. But there's a sin that leads to death, First John 5, 16, so y'all, y'all tracking where I'm going with this? I, I, I don't like that this is all I got. But when I'm in the Spirit, I like that this is what I got. Because the unguarded strength is a double weakness. My mouth is my strength, but it's also my, my mouth can help, but my my mouth can also hurt. If this isn't guarded, (laughs) it'll lead me straight off the cliff. But if it's anointed by the Lord, then what can God do? You're chosen. You have something. You just probably don't like it. And I have a spiritual word for you. Get over it. Okay, here we go. Just kidding. All right, here we go. So he goes in there. He, goes, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He had nothing. But it. look what happens in verse 1. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. Go to verse 14. You already know this. Look at verse 14. After he goes through this period of being tested, right? God allows this test, Satan tries to tempt. What does he do? Jesus returned to Galilee and what, saints? Jesus returned to Galilee in the what? Notice he was full of the Holy Spirit in verse 1, but it wasn't until after his testing he was in power. But now you're asking, but yeah, don't you he was Jesus and God? He did on earth for us so we could then do it. He defeated, every temptation was in those three temptations. Every temptation was in those three temptations. And Jesus defeated them so that we could have His power. So then He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go make disciples. Watch. I'll show you. So go back there. So look what He does. Look what He does. Go back to verse 2 of Luke 4, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you're the Son of God, tell the Son to become bread. Immediately it was fleshly temptation, and what does Jesus do? He responds with the Word of God, because the Word of God is living and active, and it cuts Satan. Jesus answered, It is written, Men shall not live on bread alone. This is Deuteronomy eight three. The devil led him to a high place and showed him in all, listen, in all instant, in all instance, like in immediate." Boom! Like right now. Boom! All the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their what, saints? What? But I just said confession today is that Jesus has all power and authority. Power. He's showing you. Luke four fourteen, 14, verse 1, he's full of the Holy Spirit. After the temptation, he's in the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's doing it for us. He already had the power. He just did it on earth so we can have it. And then what does he do? What does Satan do? Satan's a liar. Look what he said. He's a liar. I love this. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. Verse 6, I think it is. I can't see. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. And listen to the lie of Satan. It has been given to me. It ain't been given to him. He's trying to steal Luke, excuse me, Psalm 24.1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. He lied. It hadn't been given to him. It was God's. Jesus is in Jesus is in power There's power in the word of God Look at the power that's happening. And so then he goes on and begins to say, he says, if you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered "It is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Why? Because he has all authority. So what I'm trying to say is he has all authority. All authority. Look, that's why our confession is today. Matthew 20, 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, verse 18, verse 18 in the Great Commission, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go. So now, just like the disciples and Luke, Chapter 10, where the 72 went out. We started with the 12 in Luke chapter 9. Now we are called to go. You, that is why there's not many people here today. That is why there's not many people here today. Because God wants to do a lot with a little. I'm telling you, in the name of God, it is burning. I know when God speaks to me, there's other times I don't have a clue. But I know what He's telling me right now. And I will have to stand in front of our sweet Heavenly Father and answer what I just told you. We're getting ready to pray you out in my bath. It's your last Sunday. Your sweet husband accepted to Virginia Tech Medical School. You've been faithful here. We're going to pray you out. But Mary Beth, that's where you're going to go. Look your as an anointed pastor. Acts 1-8, he says in Matthew 28-18, all authority and in heaven on earth has been given to me. Then Acts 1-8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Confess today that wherever you and I are, we have, Jesus has all authority and power in whatever circumstance, whatever situation, from now and forevermore, confess it. And how do we experience it? I'm just going to end with this. I don't want you to come up yet because I want to show this video. i am been on showing this video. Uh, but how do we overcome? How, how? How? Co- what can we confess today? Because Jesus has all authority and power. We will overcome. We will overcome. 1 John 5, 4-6, through six, the Holy Spirit's been burning my heart all week. Couldn't wait to share this with you. For every one born of God, what's the next word, saints? Overcomes. That is prevail, subdue. We subdue what Satan tries to have, come on. All authority is given to us in Jesus Christ, If for everyone born of God overcomes. Your marriage will overcome, you overcome, you overcome, you overcome. If you bow the knee to Jesus and not to self, we will overcome. This is the victory, which by the way, it's almost a similar, almost the same word in Greek as overcome. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Look at here it is. Here's the word overcome again, verse five. Who is it that overcomes the world? Who is it? Only the one who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. This is the one. Then he explains Jesus in verse 6. This is the one who comes by water and blood. Water is baptism. I understand water breaks before baby come. I get that, which is the part of the passage. But there's water in baptism. He comes by water, but he didn't just come by baptism. He came by blood because it's impossible for the blood of goats and bulls. Where am I going with that in the Hebrews? To wash away sins. Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. Revelation twelve eleven. What does it say? Revelation twelve. I remember being preaching on this a couple weeks ago for those who were here, he overcame Mary Beth, you will, he overcame by the blood, oh there's victory, another version would say victory, Going, on King James, and they overcame him, that is Satan, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their what? And they loved not their lives unto the death. To show you that that hymn in Revelation 12:11 is Satan, go back to Revelation chapter 12, verse nine. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. Did you see it there? Is that what it says? No. Verse nine. Sorry, I thought it was up there. I apologize. it's my fault. Um, verse nine. Okay? Not up there. Uh, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. I showed you that in Ezekiel chapter 28. And I heard a loud voice in heaven. Or voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ. And here it is, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testament they overcame Him, that is Satan. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death." We celebrate Memorial Day because we celebrate all the people that fought and died for the country. Memorial Day is different than Veterans Day. Veterans are for those who served and are still living, Memorial is for the dead. It reminded me of All Saints Day, right, Nick? uh, November November (laughs) chapter—November chapter—November 1st is Saints Day, All Hallows Day, right? And that's where we—October 31st is All Hallows Eve, which became Halloween. So it became a satanic part as an attack on the saints day that was celebrated because of the great cloud of witnesses in Hebrews chapter 12 cheering us on. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word that God, that we confess that God is powerful. This is why I want to show you this. This is why I want to land the sermon right here. Here we go. Here's where we're getting ready to land. I love some of the people that used to sing Old Gospel. Now look, I love Elevation Worship. I love Hillsong. I love Bethel. Man, rock it. I love it. It makes me want to run through a wall. But sometimes, I told you, like Andre Crouch, I showed you, them old saints of old. Robert, you're going to kind of like this. So there's an old group that's still alive, and I'm not always a big fan of them, but I do like some of their songs, Gaither, old. But Andre Crouch wrote a song about the blood of Jesus. And you can feel the Holy Spirit in this song. It became a huge song. Remember, they didn't have cell phones and internet and all that stuff back when he became popular. It was because the anointing of God spread the Word of God. And you're going to see in this video, they're around and they're singing, and you'll see Andre Kraut singing with a bunch of other old saints singing about the power of the blood of Jesus. It is the blood of Jesus that washes away our sins so that you and I can have hope. Listen, there's nothing that can stop us from being undefeated when God says He's in it. Would you mind showing that so they see this song in the anointing? Beaches, Turn that thing off. that song or not. It's amazing. You start singing about the blood of Jesus, even old country old saints got to stand up and worship because the Spirit of God will change you. The field is white with harvest, but the workers are few. Will you say, I'm going to go do it? Will you come today as a church? I'm begging you, and pray and ask God to raise up workers for the harvest, when you start sharing the gospel of Jesus, that it burns so well within you that that anointing, just like you saw them, them old saints. Man, one thing I love about them old saints, I don't always agree with their music and I don't always agree with their methodology, but I tell you what, they love their Jesus. And we're all into programs and I I ain't coming to a church if you don't have this for my kid or that kid. I want you to know something in the name of Jesus. It ain't going to be a program that saves you, it's going to be Jesus. And it is His blood. And if I'm just the last one standing preaching the blood, and not some get better and get wealth and get healthier sermon. And so be it. Luke chapter 10. Will you respond under the call of God today? The harvest is plentiful. Verse 2. But the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest. Verse 3, go. I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. That's why he said, be wise as serpents, as gentle as doves. Now it's on you. Father, I just pray today. wants to come right now, even while I'm praying, and say, Lord, will you raise up workers and I'll be one of them? Who in here, Lord, has the courage? God, as I'm praying right now, they can get up and move. It's not disrespectful to you. It's not unholy to you. I'll take it. It's on me, Lord. Who will just come and say, Lord, raise up workers? Raise up workers for these ministries. Raise up workers. Raise up, raise, I'll go Lord, I'll go, I don't even know what it is, but I know this, I'm going to share the gospel wherever I go and whenever I sense peace and somebody opens up their heart for peace to receive it, I'm going to stay right with them. I'm going to disciple them. I'm going to do exactly what you want. If I have peace in a job though it might not go well, I'm going. Right now God, who's going to come forward? Right now. Who in this church? God, we need you. Move us, Lord, in this church. Move us, please. I don't want suffering to come our way to move us. God I'm begging you, I'm going to get on my knees right now. The field is white with harvest, but the workers are few. Lord, we are few in this church, but that doesn't mean your spirit isn't strong. I beseech you, Lord, that you'll raise up workers, that there'll be people in this church that today will say, God, I'm going to do what you called me to do. And if I don't know what it is, then I'm going to be willing to be discipled to find out. Lord, every one of us has a ministry of reconciliation according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It might be through the gift of our work. It might be through the gift of our family. It might be through the gift of our prayers. It might be through all, all of us, through the gift of our mouth, to share the gospel, but you've called us. And you said, Go. We got to step into it. And we're stepping into the wolf's den, Lord. But we're like lambs because we come with mercy. The lion of the tribe of Judah's coming, but we seem as a lamb. In Revelation 5, God, if there's someone here today that doesn't know You, Lord, Satan has fallen and Jesus is alive. And they're no match for their sin, only Jesus can do it. But God, they have got to surrender their life. That means repentance. That means turning to You. That doesn't mean being perfect. It means falling in love and trusting the One who is. And just throwing their hands up and saying, I give up. I'm selling out for You, Lord. I confess with my mouth Jesus is Lord. Why? Because I believe in my heart that You raised Him from the dead. He's the only answer for my sin. I will be a worker and follow the King. Lord, please, as a church, I pray You'd bring many people just to pray we'd come out of our seats. We'd come and just pray. God, will we go? Will we go as a lamb? Will we pray for workers? Will we pray that you would send us people of peace ready to receive the God? Will we just pray these prayers? They're simple prayers, Lord. Send us people of peace ready to receive the gospel. God, open our eyes and our hearts to understand who is a person of peace, a woman of peace, a man of peace, a child. God, send us people. I don't know what else to say or do. Your spirit has to work a miracle in our heart. To me, that's the miracle. Bring people, Lord, during the song, please. We love you in Jesus' name.